as we enter the Word of God, we hear in the prophet Jeremiah that God really wants to have a very special relationship with us. And He wants to have a covenant relationship with us. It wants to be a relationship that's really very intimate. A relationship that really is built on uh, His love for us. And so as we are married couples out there, He wants to have the level of intimacy and beyond what you have. And our family is the same thing. Uh, and He's saying to us in a very real way that we are called to write that kind of relationship on our hearts. And let God write that on our hearts. And the way we do that is following the two great commandments Jesus gave us. To love God with our whole heart and soul and mind and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. That really needs to be the focus of our lives and who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. And it really needs to be the basis of our family life and family love and the basis of our relationship with Jesus. In a very real way, he's inviting us into the kind of intimacy that we feel when we hold our children in our arms or when our children lay in our laps. It's those kind of personal relationship he's inviting us into. It's important because otherwise the gospel of today makes absolutely no sense for us unless we have that kind of intimacy going on in our lives and unless we are very much built on the two great commandments Jesus gave us. Uh, so we, we heard in the Gospel of John that uh, Jesus was talking to the people and there were some uh, people, Greek people, that wanted to see Jesus. They wanted to uh, visit with him and so they came to Philip. Philip went to Andrew. Andrew and Philip then went to Jesus, okay? So we're all here in this church because we want to meet Jesus. We we're here for that reason. That's why we're here. And he is inviting us in a very real way uh, to come to him. But we, as he's speaking to the people and as he's speaking to uh, especially those people that are coming to visit him, and he says to us, too, as we have asked to see him through Philip and Andrew, St. Philip and St. Andrew, he says, unless the grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it is just a grain of wheat. But if it falls to the earth and dies, it will bear much fruit. Now that is a statement that really could take one's breath away if that's the first thing you hear from Jesus, it really is. It's an amazing statement. And he's first talking about himself. That's the other part of this. He's talking about himself. And he's talking about what's going to happen on the cross. In the very end of that gospel, we hear, and as I am lifted up from the earth, and everyone who looks upon me and believes, they will be saved. Wow! Wow! That's what this is really about. Salvation. Jesus 
inviting us into that kind of intimate and personal relationship. And he's saying to us that that's how much God loves us, to give us him, to give us his son, and to say to us, I have died on the cross, right there. That's why we have a cross in every one of our churches, to say to us that we never forget what he did for us, but also to say to us, there's nothing we can suffer in our lives that he hasn't suffered. On that cross, he was abandoned and forsaken. On that cross, he forgave us. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. On that cross, he invites us into salvation. Now for the world, that is really a non sequitur. It doesn't follow. It's craziness. It's craziness. But for us, as a people of faith, who are built on the two great commandments of Jesus to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves, it takes on a whole different meaning. And it's a sign of such intimate love and such caring that it's meant to invite us into that same kind of relationship. And that's really the call for each of us. Because he's saying the same thing about us. Unless we, as a grain of wheat, die, we shall not bear great fruit. And when you think of that in terms of your family and in your marriages, dying to one another is really who we're called to be. That's the example he gave us. That's the example. It's really quite powerful. It also takes our breath away. That's why we absolutely need to be a people of prayer. We absolutely need to be a people of the Word of God. And we absolutely need to be a people of the Eucharist right here. Because this is the other part of the gospel that we're celebrating. It's his body and his blood. But it's not just his body and his blood crucified. It's his body and his blood glorified. Because that's the other part of the gospel. Jesus glorifying God's love in our midst. We, as I've checked once many times before, touch heaven every time we receive Holy Communion or every time we receive the Communion prayer. Again, it's the intimacy of Him, His body and blood, becoming one with our body and blood. Wow! Wow! The gift he gives of himself to us is quite profound. In the end, that's what the Paschal Mystery means. Paschal Mystery, the Lamb who was slain for salvation. Jesus' life we celebrate in this time of Lent as we prepare for Holy Week and Easter. Jesus' passion, suffering, and death. And Jesus' resurrection for Easter Sunday, the celebration of his love exploding from the tomb, literally exploding from the tomb, and saying to us, death has no more power over us. God's love lifting us up. God's love loving us into being. God's love calling us into intimacy with him. The special covenant relationship in our marriages, in our families, and we as a church.
Let's pray for that grace, the grace of that kind of intimate covenant relationship with a God who loves us so much that he gave us his only son, Jesus. That's an amen. Amen. I have hope for you. <laughs> Let's stand and pray.